1: Welcome into the Bottom Line News Radio 610 k one on this Thursday afternoon. Our phone number is 547-1610 if you'd like to get involved. You can also reach us via email, 610k1a.com, the bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say, on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Parlor, the Bottom Line 610, and we're available through the mobile app for free through the Google Play and the Apple stores. Rob Francis and Ed Dawson hanging with you,
2: and well... You know, things still a little interesting on the national front, Ed. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we've got plenty to talk about. uh, We will do so over the next couple of hours. Uh, Governor Jay Inslee uh, in the midst of a uh, news conference right now where uh, moments ago uh, announcing um, steps, you could say, not a not a major announcement, but uh, towards uh, stemming the tide of coronavirus at airports in the state of Washington. And uh, right off the bat, Rob, he noted that uh, basically he could have jurisdiction over the airports up to the security gate, because once the security gate is there and beyond, that becomes federal jurisdiction. So what he's announcing is a number of, of guidance issues uh, for all of the airports in the state of Washington that does include the tri-cities airport in Pasco um, that will be masking social distancing requirements and the like uh, in inside the airports uh, the concourses you know things like that up to the uh, the security area which again is uh, is federal jurisdiction and you know it's it's nothing major because it's a lot of the same things that we've seen already. What is different is that representatives from Alaska Airlines and Delta Airlines are also going to take it a step further and have um, health screening questionnaires when you check in for your for your flights and. Um, not sure what any of the other airlines will be doing but uh, at least delta and alaska uh, which uh, do fly out of the tri-cities and into the tri-cities those those airlines will be asking you health screening questions you know at the point of check-in so uh, that's the big news uh, out of the uh, the governor's news conference uh, today still no word on when we might uh, be able to move out of phases but hey that's you know we're, we're all doing so well in the phase that we're in we might as well just stay there right well yeah that's that's all that's all secondary information
1: we don't we don't need to worry about moving in and out of phases uh, it's all semantics right but what isn't semantics is the financial situation the state happens to be in particularly during the covid pandemic and a financial watchdog group truth in accounting said that Washington state and this came out yesterday was financially unprepared for a crisis like covid-19 in fact washington state was financially unprepared for any type of crisis governor inslee got a d for his lack of preparedness and balancing the budget a d according Is to the truth d, d accounting, for democrat yeah, well, that's the one that usually sits after his name. Uh, I think most people would change that letter to an F for his report card uh, on not only how he has handled the state uh, for seven, almost eight years, but also in how he has handled COVID. Uh, but the founder of Truth and Accounting said through their determination, each taxpayer's burden – now, it's not each individual person's burden, it's each taxpayer's burden – $6,100, because the state's debt, as they calculated it, is a lot higher than what we have been told. They're saying a $9 billion deficit, maybe. The state's debt actually is sitting more around $17.2 billion, and that's why he's getting a, a, a D. Now... You, Ed, and many others may be asking, how did they come up with $17.2 billion versus the nine that we've been told? Sometimes, you know, some even on the high end saying 12. Well, apparently this organization, Truth and Accounting, goes into the state's audited financial statements. They don't do the budgets because those are political math and impossible to analyze. They look at the assets that the state reports and the bills, including unfunded pensions and unfunded retiree health care liabilities, and compare those to the assets that the state has and the bills that have been accumulated. So according to them, we're sitting at $17.2 billion in a deficit, and $6,100 is each taxpayer's burden. So it's not your kid's burden, it's your taxpayer's burden.
2: I find that interesting because that does not jive with uh, what the state treasurer Dwayne Davidson had told us previously and you would think he was fairly well dialed in in fact you mentioned the 12 uh, billion that uh, you know he he keeps saying that you know the state is very solvent and and everything like that and and uh, he he didn't mention anything, uh, you know, of a $17 billion deficit.
1: Well, remind me, let me point this out again. This group does not look at budgets. They don't look at the budget. They go in and they look at assets versus bills. So they don't look at the, the legal massaging of certain things. They just dive in point blank. This is what you've got. This is what's coming up, and this is how we do the math. So are there, because we also know the budget is based on projections, correct? Oh, yes. Exactly. So the budget's based on projections. This group does not look at projections. Those factor into the budget. They look at the hard numbers of here's what you've got, here's what you've owned, here's what you've got money-wise, here's what you've got to pay. And so, not take because we know projections can fall short. And Washington State's been very fortunate for the last few years that those projections have actually come in over what was expected, particularly when it comes to the marijuana revenue.
2: Well, and but just uh, they, they, and, and just uh, just yesterday or today, the revised um, you know numbers showed uh, that there was more uh, more money coming in than previously expected now it would still be a shortfall for this year but it wasn't as bad as as people thought I mean and look we keep hearing from a lot of different sources that you know our economy is good and everything is good and and uh you know we keep chugging right along and we've got uh, you know money and reserves and all this stuff and I understand the assets and liabilities versus the budget but how do we go from hearing all these things that we're sitting in really good shape from a lot of different sources uh not just politicians to this report saying you know we're 17 billion underwater
1: well like i said this report doesn't look at the projections they don't look at what you know they don't look at those quarterly revenue projections they just simply look at what's on hand versus what is owed uh, based on unfunded pensions, so on and so forth, and what other bills are out there. So it's entirely possible that the $17.2 billion, and I'm not saying that that is by any stretch of the imagination how much the state is in debt. It's what this group is alleging, that the state is accumulating the, into this number. You know, I saw the same projection you did that, that – sales tax revenue is beginning to bounce back in some areas and maybe a little bit higher than they thought it was going to be by this point in time. So the actual number could certainly be different. But, again, they don't take the projections into account. They just look at the hard number of what's sitting in the bank account versus what is is laid out to be owed um, in hard numbers for, for those situations. So, you know, do we have a $17.2 billion debt? Maybe not. Do we have more than 12? We might. But it also is going to depend on how revenue continues to come into the state. And unfortunately, and what some people may may look at with this latest revelation, is that since money has come in higher than what they've expected, is this really going to give the governor any onus to loosen things up? If it came in negative – And it came in less, it may have given the governor an onus to move some counties forward or move some areas forward that are in that gray area or right on that line. But now that the money's come in above what's expected, he's got no onus at all to move anybody forward or change the phasing process where we currently sit.
2: Well, as you and I both know, and many of our listeners know, politicians will take numbers, studies, reports and use them to their advantage, despite telling us time and time again that our state's economy is in a good place, you know, and, and projections are better than they than they thought they would be, we don't need to come in for a special session. However, I could completely see uh, the governor and others taking this report and saying, see, we need a, we need a state income tax,
1: You know, honestly, it's all political, Ed. You know, however we want to look at it, every number is going to be used to a political end. Um, It's all going to be framed in a way that's going to make one side look better than another, make one stance look more solid than another. Um, You know, I don't completely dismiss the number from truth in accounting. I don't know that 17.2 is 100% there but I do think that each taxpayer's share of the state debt is probably right around $6,000, maybe slightly less, and that's because of mismanagement. And we've seen how Jay Inslee's mismanagement has worked throughout a number of departments, and the fact that he shut down our economy for four months you know, certainly leans to the fact that, that at least that 9 to $10 billion number, maybe even closer to the $12 billion number, is maybe less than what we thought we were actually going to sit with. But again, you know the revenue that's come in, the projections that are sitting there. I don't know that this revenue that came in was at the projection that was initially there, but it's above the projection that I think they came up with in the COVID environment. Am I correct?
2: Yes. That yeah. That is that is correct. Uh, but still, so it's it's short. Yeah, it's under the initial projection. Right. It's under the initial projection, but it is it is still short and under under normal circumstances, you could definitely argue that the legislature would be called in to to take care of this in a special session like Oregon did twice, by the way. But uh, but Inslee uh, refuses to do so. We have to take a time out uh, here on the bottom line. Five, four, seven, one, six, ten. If you'd like to join the conversation. 509 547 1610. You can also email us too by going to the website 610kona.com, the bottom line page, and send us your question or your comment.
0: Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the legendscasino.com hotline 509 547
1: 1610. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio, 610-K1A, Thursday afternoon, Five four seven one six ten is the number if you would like to get involved. Perfection Tire, four locations in the Tri-Cities. They're waiting to serve you as they have done your family, your friends for decades here in the Tri-Cities, generations in fact. You can stop by their website, perfectiontire.com, to see all the services they provide, from tires to shocks to struts to tune-ups. Perfection Tire is here and waiting to serve you with all of your vehicle needs. Perfectiontire.com, four locations here in the Tri-Cities. So, you know, a, a lot still going on in the Northwest. dead, a lot of unrest still in the Northwest. In fact, earlier today, Um, I took part in a uh, a webinar for a couple hours with a lot of different people, and it was surprised how many of them not only were from the Northwest, but how many people not only made comments when they found out I was from the Northwest on what's been going on out here for the last couple of months uh, between the wildfires, the riots, and the unrest and everything else. Uh, How many people were keenly aware all over the country What's been going on here, and I and I didn't necessarily take it as a positive.
2: No, no, I I <laughs> look. There, there's been a lot of crap going on in the northwest for for some time, and um, you know we we've we even saw uh, some of it last night uh, in new rounds of mostly peaceful protests until the riot breaks out uh, in Seattle specifically and last night having to do with uh, the decision earlier yesterday in the Brianna Taylor uh, case um, but yeah I mean you had uh, you had people going up against uh, the bicycle cops in in Seattle um, there you know there was uh, one instance where a The video looks to be a bicycle cop actually driving over the head of a protester that was on the ground. Now, the the protester was wearing a helmet, but that that police officer has been identified and placed on administrative leave uh, while the investigation goes into that. And, you know, some people are going to say, you know, that's a horrible thing and see, that's why we're protesting is for is for stuff like that. And other people are going to say, well, what do you what do you expect after uh, months of these clashes? uh, You know, that one officer might, you know, want to do that. And then we saw some other video, Rob, uh, in, in, in Seattle again, where you see uh, a bicycle cop that had fallen off of his bike in an intersect or in in the street and you know the protesters taking advantage of that started flinging uh you know road cones you know pylons and and other stuff at him and then and he starts macing them or tries to mace them then out of nowhere one of the uh protesters/terrorists uh takes a full on swing with a baseball bat to the back of his head. Again, thankfully he was wearing a helmet too, but you could tell it kind of, um, it kind of stunned him for a moment. He was able to grab his bike and leave, but I mean, geez, it is just more examples of things just out of control.
1: You know, both situations, both videos are disturbing to watch. Um, You know, I've watched, I haven't seen the the video of the officer riding the bicycle over the protester. But I have seen the video of the rioter uh, coming up from behind the police officer. And looking at the situation, you know, the officer fell off his bike. So immediately, the other officers that are on that same bike patrol are in front of him. So he is left behind. He is surrounded by rioters that are throwing things at him he's trying to pick his bicycle up while it's being grabbed by rioters and pulled to prevent him from being able to get away he pulls out mace and starts spraying it then you see the coward come up from behind him with an aluminum baseball bat and hit him in the back of the head with the bat now fortunately the officer did not go down was able to keep his wherewithal and continue to drag his bike away while spraying the mace. But if he wasn't wearing a helmet, he would be dead. An aluminum baseball bat to the back of the head would kill the man. And there was, I mean, no hesitation at all, Ed. No hesitation on the part of this coward to swing this baseball bat full on to the back of this police officer's head. There are people that condone this behavior. Now, I don't condone anybody riding over anyone's head with a bicycle, be it a police officer or not. I don't condone anybody hitting anybody in the head with a baseball bat, unless your life is threatened. If your life is threatened, then you take whatever measures are necessary to protect yourself, protect your family, protect those things that you love and you care about. But just out of the blue to do it, no, there's no excuse at all.
2: Got to take a timeout. This is The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610, 509 547 1610. Back with more of the show after this.
0: Hook up with The Bottom Line on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser.
1: On the bottom line, News Radio 610-K1A, a 547 is the number if you'd like to get involved. CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick, 100% all natural CBD products. They are there from the seed all the way to the shelf. They're involved in the planting, the harvesting, the testing, everything. They stayed 100% behind their product, so much so that they even post the testing results of their product online so that you can see them. That's how transparent CBD American Shaman is with their all-natural, 100% CBD products. They also give you a 30-day money-back guarantee, 100% money-back guarantee, whether the bottle's full, half-empty, or empty, they stand behind their product. 30-day money-back guarantee. Find out everything that you need to about CBD American Shaman and their guarantee by stopping in and seeing them across from the grain elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. So... As we were discussing before the break, Ed, and actually we got an email from Trevor wondering why I sound like I'm uh, across the room. Or Trevor in Richland, so why I sound uh, like I'm across the room? I'm not in studio today. Uh, in fact, I'll be I'll be out of the studio for a couple of weeks. Uh, so we'll be. I'm doing the program remotely. I apologize if it sounds bad. This is our first day doing it in this format. So hopefully we get some of those kinks worked out. And please. Uh, like Trevor did, send us a little bit of feedback uh, at 610k1a.com through the bottom line page, and we'll work on all those things to get us uh, as, as technically sound as we possibly can. So uh, we appreciate the feedback, Trevor. Thanks for letting us know. I hope this sounds better. If it doesn't, uh, please let us know as we try to get, uh, get
2: these arrangements worked out so that we can do as best we can. What are you, sitting by the pool with your feet up in a Mai Tai or something? Uh,
1: yeah, if I had a pool, uh, <laughs> actually the way the wind's been blowing, you might hear that a little bit louder, but I will say, uh, a cat did walk across the desk a few minutes ago, so that, that was entertaining.
2: <laughs> I was going to say maybe a doggy yes, pool Yeah, I'm or surrounded
1: something. by the, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surrounded by the quote kids, so it's, uh, <laughs> In, in, in all of that avenue. But, uh, you know, back to what we were discussing with these videos and what we're still seeing in Seattle and what is never ending in Portland. Um, I don't care who you are. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you don't find that this escalation is is wrong, th- th- then there is something wrong, and maybe we've reached you know, one of those points of no return, at. Um There is no question that the kind, of, the kind of anger, the kind of hate that somebody feels that they would without question hit another human being with a bat in the back of their head, and keep that in mind, the back of their head, they do not see it coming. Not only is it a level of cowardice, but it's a level of hate that, that I, I, I can't comprehend. I can't comprehend an action like that unless you are in the throes of saving your own life or saving the life of a family member or someone you I, – I can't see that based on an ideology – On a political disagreement, on a social justice angle, I can't see the reason for doing something like that, particularly to a member of law enforcement. There's something wrong with your wiring. There's something wrong with the way that the, the, the information you receive and how you've gotten to the point that you think it's okay to do that to another human being.
2: Yeah, I I don't. You you can't justify it. I mean, you just... You you can't. And, I mean, if you want to... I've heard some people argue, well, you know, maybe he was drunk or high or whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you... If if you commit a crime, and at the bare minimum, that's assault, uh, then it doesn't matter, you know, what kind of context it's in. If you swing a bat at somebody... You need to be held accountable now. Yeah, you can put in, you know, the different, um, you know, scenarios that may lessen the punishment. You know, you know, self-defense and you know all that other stuff. But again, just uh, I guess what I'm hoping for is that whether it's the person that swung the bat. And hitting the head of the police officer or and or the officer that rode over the head of the protester in the heat of battle, in essence, I hope that they are treated the same or at least some, you know, something close. Because if we if we see something, I mean, because both of those, Rob, I think you'll agree, seem to be unprovoked attacks you know there's a there's a person lying on the ground and the officer rides his bike over the top of their head okay then in the other one you have a protester that takes a full swing on the back of a head of a police officer both of those were unprovoked attacks and i just i i just hope that both of those people are held accountable uh, in in somewhat even fashion. You know, I don't want the police officer to get off with uh, just a warning or something, you know, less for doing something like that. That's pretty egregious in most people's minds. Uh, You know, no matter the circumstances, you got to keep your cool and you got to do things the right way, especially knowing that, half or more of the onlookers have their phones out you know you're even you're in even bigger of a fishbowl in that case so i hope that the police officer is is held accountable go through the process held accountable i hope if they i don't know if they found the the other assailant if they do and when they do i hope that he also uh is held accountable for for his actions you know we can't we can't pick and choose about the laws, no matter how much some people, a vocal minority, want to do that. You know, the rest of us sane people need to remain constant, remain vigilant that the laws should be enforced equally, and so should the punishments.
1: You know, and, and I'm sorry, Ed, but, but the the excuse— the very sorry excuse of drunk or high if you watch this video you will not in any stretch of the imagination believe that this person was drunk or high with the stance they took how they swung that bat no no and, and even that you know as you as you you know so well put it it's not an excuse at all the behavior's not an excuse at all um
2: Let's, uh, let's, take a call, uh, let's take a quick call here, Rob. Uh, let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, Danny from Kenwick. And what's on your mind, Danny?
1: Well, okay, you got the guy, the, the cop that ran over the guy's head. Maybe the guy fell in front of him. I haven't seen the video, so I don't know if it was
0: intentional. But the guy with the aluminum bat came up behind him and hit him intentionally.
1: Now, if the cop would have shot him, I would have felt perfectly fine with that. Because the cop's life
2: was threatened, the other guy could have fell in front of the bike, and that could have been an accident. Okay, fair enough. I mean, again, we're we're trying to piece things together on video that we saw, which is obviously dangerous in this uh, day and age to begin with. So, appreciate the call sure. 547-1610 if you'd like to join the show. You
1: know, and certainly, uh, you know, the caller makes a valid point. Um, regarding what the circumstance could well have been with the with the with the police officer, you know, we're not going to sit here and, and speculate on all the different avenues that that could have occurred or um, may have may have possibly been at play, you know. But even with what the caller brought up, okay, you know, is it possible he fell down in front of him and, and it was an accident? He would have he would have had to have fallen down in front of him pretty, you know. In, in a very short period of time, to where the officer had no opportunity to react. Um,
2: let's go. Uh, let's go back know, to the phones. We've got another caller standing by. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
0: Uh, this is Mother from Pasco. I think the phrase you fellas are looking for is "justice for all."
2: Yeah, that is definitely uh, that. You know, that is a phrase. Uh, equal justice. I mean, truly equal justice, not. Not, uh, you know, some people think that equal justice now means justice to make up for past, you know, inequities. That's that's not what I'm saying. It's equal enforcement, equal punishment. I don't care if you're a police officer or a, you know, a rioter, if you you both need to be held accountable.
1: You know, justice for all is a is, is a fair term. I I think maybe even boiling it down simpler than that, you know, people look for, they look for equity and equality in these things. And, you know, justice for all is a good term to throw in with there, but really it also comes down to look, do you want to be treated a certain way? Do you want, you know, this person will take the person with the baseball bat? How'd you like it? Would you like someone to come up from behind you? And hit you in the back of the head with a bat. Okay, well, if that's not something you'd ever like to see in your future, don't do it to somebody else. You know, if you, and and I know that's an extreme scenario, but it really comes down to this. If you want people to respect you, your opinion, your thought on things, if they want you to respect, if you want, they want people to respect the stance that they take then you have to do the same thing. You can't say, I'm out here for this and I'm protesting this because society is systemically racist and this and this and this and this. Those are very easy terms to throw around. But when you actually sit there and you get down and you look at it, are there people that are racist? Absolutely. Is the system comprised of people? Sure it is. But there are enough things that have been put into the system to prevent the types of things that we hear accusations thrown against the wall and attempting to, to, to be made to stick that are absolutely not accurate bad behavior exists everywhere we know that human beings do bad things human beings do good things human beings do borderline things it's called human nature it's a part of what exists what your character makeup is is determines the degree of the bad the good and the in between but to to be out and make wild claims that things are systemically this and all things are this and all things are that are not accurate statements on either side of the coin. They're not accurate statements. And until we get to a point that that kind of garbage is not being inflamed anymore, that those kind of things, which unfortunately we have institutions that are doing that, and to continue to fan the flames even higher on both sides to get people worked up and push them farther apart instead of closer together to try and find ways to move past this stuff, you're not going to have a solid conversation on anything that's happened in the last two years in this country until we stop telling people to hate each other and get people to sit down and go, okay, even if we need a referee, you're going to talk to each other and try and figure out some kind of a compromise.
2: Going to take a timeout. I hope that made sense. Yeah, oh, it made perfect sense. hope that sense. made sense. Oh, yeah, perfect sense. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. If you'd like to join the bottom line, back with more after this.
0: Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser.
1: Back at the bottom line, news radio, 610-KONA, Thursday afternoon. The phone number is 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, contact RoofMax today, locally owned and operated. Hey, look, we know that the weather is starting to get a little cooler. That means winter could be on the way, and if La Nina has anything to do with it, it could be pretty brutal on your roof. A lot of wetness could be in store, maybe some snow. Contact RoofMax before that happens so they can put the -the state-of-the-art application developed at Ohio State University and at Patel Labs. Down on your roof to give you not just protection against the elements, but another five, ten to fifteen years of life on your current roof for ten to twenty percent the cost of what a new roof would run you. To find out the condition of your roof and if you need a new one or the application will work for you, contact RoofMax for a free quote at their website, roofmax.com. We've got a call, 5471-610. Rob, so let's uh
2: yep, let's go to right to the phones. Uh, you're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey guys, this is Matt in Goldendale again. What's going on, Matt? Well, what we're doing, we're upside down here. We're, we're making martyrs out of criminals, and we're making criminals out of
1: law enforcement. I mean, this is totally ridiculous. And then, and then we have the uh, Democrats, the media, asking President Trump if it's going to be an easy transition, quote-unquote, if Biden wins, which isn't going to happen. But what's been happening for the last four years, as far as Trump's concerned, it hasn't been an easy transition for him. They didn't hand him the brains and let him go. They've just been
0: doing nothing but uh, causing problems for him. So
1: they're two-faced, two-faced.
2: Thank you. You bet. Thanks for the call. 547-1610, 509-547-1610.
1: You know, it's a great statement that Matt made. Because when you really think about it, the overwhelming majority of the country isn't insane. As much as we like to joke that, you know, people are people and, you know, blah, 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 and so on and so forth, the overwhelming majority of the country isn't nuts. The behavior that we're seeing is crazy. The behavior that we're seeing is absolutely, completely, totally off the chain. And it's happening in cities that didn't get that way overnight. Portland didn't turn into a hothouse of nutcases in a week. It gradually grew that way. In fact, I mentioned that seminar to you a little bit earlier, Ed, that webinar I was on a little earlier. There was a guy on there, one of the moderators, was from, lived in Portland for a while, and he said it's absolutely heartbreaking to see what's happened there. Absolutely heartbreaking to him what's happened there. It didn't happen overnight, though. Seattle didn't happen overnight. These things didn't occur in 2020. They've been building for, for, for decades. It's been building through how the city has been allowed to operate, the things that have been tolerated, what the judicial system hasn't done to let criminals know that the type of behavior that they are, they are displaying would not be tolerated. And now this is what you have: you have absolute lawlessness in the streets. And now, 100 days later, Ted Wheeler saying, "Well, maybe defunding the police wasn't the best idea." Really, Ted? Oh gosh, did you find that a fortune cookie or in a box of Cracker Jack? Because any sane person would tell you that the approach you took to this from the beginning was absolutely backwards and did nothing but put the people of your city and the business owners of your city at risk of harm and death.
2: No doubt. No doubt. 547-1610 is the number. We're closing in on hour number one. Uh, We'll have uh, plenty more time to uh, chat in the second hour as well. Uh, you You can also reach us by email. 547-1610 Five four seven one six ten is the number, the email, by going to the website, 610 com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Rob, give us a little taste of what we might cover in the second hour.
1: Oh, well, Ed, we've still got plenty of things to touch on, particularly a company based in Texas that uh, does deal in certain aspects with elections, but mainly with software and network services for counties and cities around the country like tax information and things like that administrative and tax services they got hacked we'll tell you a little bit about what it is and why maybe the election part of it is the least thing you should be worried about
2: we'll do that and much more we'll pay some bills in the interim also get you some uh, local news headlines uh, also uh, news from abc this is the bottom line, the area's only live local call-in talk show here on News Radio 610 KONA.